Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Words of truth and value, you'll find it on 657 AM. It's 657 AM, the sounds of your life. 657 AM Radio Pulpit coming to you live. We trust God is doing you good, blessing you so much in a mighty way. The best of friends we are. This is taking place throughout up to the hour eight Wednesday live, the name of the show. And uh, I will try by all means, you know, that we get to talk with you as much as we can, man. And uh, how do you feel about the teachers, man, getting their jab? Yeah? How do you feel about them? Teachers getting their jab today. Others were even fighting along the way, you know. And uh, they basically were excited. And uh, I hear again that hey, some of you who are over 50 will be going on uh, to get vaccinated. Uh, excited? Tell me, man. Just send me WhatsApp and tell me. You excited? Want to know and hear from you. Muruti Karabomrak is on the line. Greetings to you, man of God. Greetings, my brother. Uh, and greetings to the listeners of Radio Pulpit. I greet in the most powerful, mighty, glorious, and beautiful name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Aha! <laughs> no, you said it right. You said it right, you know, uh, because that's the name. That's the name. Hallelujah. Yahusha Hamashia. Yahusha yes, Hamashia. Yes, yes, and uh, of course, God. we will connect also with uh, uh, Pastor Samuel Kabamba. We will connect with him. How do you feel about teachers getting a jab today? Uh, me. Yeah, you. How do you feel, man of God, about teachers getting a jab today? Um, no, it's it's okay. It's, uh, what I would say is, uh, as the government uh, in the world have uh, sought a solution for this uh, um, uh, uh, pandemic. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a, it's a it's an authority which they've been given, and they are exercising it. And those that are saving when they are given an opportunity to do it, it's up to them. However, I must put a, 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 a rider that as a child of God, I believe in this, that uh, if somebody has a, a concern that on, because of their faith, uh, they would rather not do it, then they should be allowed not to do it. And and I'm not saying this to to say it is wrong to 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 be vaccinated. I'm just saying that in life, you know, there comes those things where somebody will yeah, say, those okay according to, say, to my faith, my, my I faith, believe I, I should not. This. Those should be allowed to. However, so isn't uh, it, isn't it going to a state where they would say if you're not vaccinated, you won't even enter the malls? Yeah, as a teacher, if you're not vaccinated, you can't come to school. You can't go into the classroom. Yeah. Yes, yeah. those things have got to be negotiated <laughs> conscientiously, prayerfully. Yeah. By each person, according to their own, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> connection with God, how they talk to him and how they hear him speak. And then they should, because you see, things which are just done by, by, by and I'm talking now from faith. Uh, things which are done just by saying no, we are we are these people. We are Christian. We mustn't do this. <laughs> you you find people do it, then they are not doing it out of faith, and that does not please God. Mm. Uh, now, but I must say the question was straight. What do I think of it? Uh, teachers getting their vaccinations. I am giving it a thumbs up uh, because government is being responsible in their caught mm. what they have been given, uh, authority which they've been given by God. Uh, they are finding ways to 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 fight what is uh, facing the populace, and they have come up with it, mm. and they are offering it to to those that are saving in government. That is, that is, uh, it's just you. that I had to put a rider for those who believe, and they decide. No, me, according to uh, faith that I have in Christ, I, I would it. rather not. 
Mm. There must be an exception. Mm. That is what I am saying. Yeah. All right. Uh, let us welcome Pastor Samuel Kawamba is also on the line. Muruti, greetings to you. Welcome, sir. Uh, greetings to you too. Thank you very much for having us again today. Thank you for this day. I greet uh, you and Pastor Muruti already. And uh, yeah, we all. We we are losing you a bit there. I don't yes. know what is going on. Uh, Muruti Sam, Pastor Sam, we are losing you. I don't know what is going on, but looks like it's your phone. Okay, can you hear me? Now I can hear you loud and clear, sir. Okay, fine. Uh, okay, I was greeting you actually, and uh, I just uh, say. Uh, we greet all our listeners, and we are so grateful to God for what God is doing for us and with us. And we bless uh, Radio Pulpit for the, all the work that we're doing. To God be the glory all the time. May yes. he be glorified. Yehuah. And, uh, of course, uh, tonight we are talking about divinations and necromancy. Divinations and necromancy. Necromancy is the consulting of the dead. Yeah. And divination is obtaining secret knowledge, especially of the future. A pagan counterpart of prophecy. Yeah. Now, last week, after we had had a... A show, someone sent me a WhatsApp and I was talking to this person as we usually do to help. And they started saying, you know, I feel you inside me at times. Mm. And uh, all those kinds of things and stuff, all those lewd things that are not, you know, according to the word of God. And uh, uh, well, I allowed the conversation to go on for a while, but it just stopped. You know, and we were talking about idolatries and the spirits that persist with regards to that and how these continue. And, and these are joined together. You see, you can't discuss idolatry without discussing divinations. Yeah. And also necromancy, where someone consults the dead hey people mm-hmm. do that you would be shocked that you would hear it from christians you know when someone who is not a christian says these things you're okay you say oh all right maybe this person has not had the, the enlightenment yet but when a christian does that you become surprised even though you're a child of god you listen to christians they profess not to be doing these things but they do even in their churches, quite a lot of this is taking place. Graves under the pulpits, in the yards of the churches, buildings, graves there of people. You see all those kinds of things taking place. Now, today, People rush to the people referred to as prophets. And they rush to get information about themselves. And sometimes you become surprised as to how this information becomes disseminated. How this information becomes disseminated is one of the most amazing things that you see on TV and even here on radios. If a guy is able to tell, only ladies, they never tell men what kind of an undergarment you're wearing. They always go for ladies. There's a sexual connotation and objectification there. Chauvinism in its highest regard. And this would be so... Surprised, perplexed, happy, overjoyed that someone had spoken about this thing. And yes, that, that's the same color. And your sister is wearing this. Okay, how old are you? 
I am 19. Ten years ago, you were doing grade four. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> speak, Papa. Speak. Speak. I was doing grade four. <laughs> Last year, December, there was a time when there was no food at home. Oh, yes, I remember. Speak, Papa. And there was only a bottle of water in the fridge. Oh, yes, yes, speak, Papa. And people are clapping hands and all those things. I want us to really check when is it prophecy and when is it divination? And why do we see much of the times people are being told to actually practice the consultation of the dead? Right on the pulpit, someone tells you that, you know what, your grandfather is not happy with you. You must do a sacrifice. Get a white chicken. How are you go Where are you going? Where are you going to get such a chicken? Get a white chicken and then Two of them, male and female, sacrifice them. Splinter the blood in your yard or on your bedding and then, then wash immediately. The curses will go, you'll start having children. When is it necromancy and when is it divination? And when is it prophecy? I want to know. We'll focus on this. Genesis chapter 44 verse 5. There's something I'd like us to look into there. Then I'll give it to you, Waruti. Uh, and uh, just to look into this, you know, uh, divination first and foremost. What it is even all about, you know. Uh, that is Genesis uh, chapter 44 verse 5 and i will look also at verse 15 verse 5 it says but now do not therefore be grieved and angry with yourselves because you sold me here for god sent me before you oh, okay am i reading right no no i'm not reading right sorry 44 i'm sorry uh 44 verse 5 i must wear my glasses is it not this the one from which my Lord drinks and which he indeed practices divination? You have done evil in so doing. Hmm? Let's check it out. Why does it say this? In verse 1 it says, And he commanded the steward of his house, saying, Fill the men's sacks with food. And that is Joseph, eh? As much as they can carry. And put each man's money uh, in the mouth of his sack. And put my cup, the silver cup, in the mouth of the sack of the youngest. Uh, that should be Benjamin. And his grain money. So he did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. As soon as the morning dawned, the men were sent away. And they, it says, they and their donkeys. When they had gone out of the city and were not yet far off, Joseph said to his steward, Get up, follow the man, and when you overtake them, say to them, Why have you repaid evil for good? This is, not the, is this not the one from which my Lord drinks, and which he indeed practices div divination? You have done evil in so doing. So he overtook them, and he spoke to them these same words. The aspect of divination, let me look at verse 15. And verse 15 says, And Joseph said to them, What deed is this you have done? Did you not know that such a man as I can certainly practice divination? Hmm. Obtaining secret knowledge. And there it's secret knowledge, you know. Uh, uh, to these sons of Jacob, who was now Israel, they basically did not know that Joseph had put those things in. And the very fact that now they were speaking like foretelling, it was like a divination of a sort. But it's based on a lie. The word says the, it is the counterpart of prophecy. It was merely accusing rather than speaking the will of God and explaining his glad tidings. 
it was merely bounding and and uh, and and uh, entangling them into a crime they did not commit that is what divination does it enslaves it arrests captures accuses Ish. And we see those kinds of things really taking place much of the time. And when you go to numbers also, you see this thing. I'll give it to you, Baruti, now. now. Um, in the book of Numbers, chapter 22, you will also see this. Uh, and it says, in verse 7, Numbers, So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with a diviner's fee in their hand. And they came to Balaam and spoke to him the words of Balak. It says, check it out there, Balak, who has been sent, who sends for, for Balaam. Check it out. This is the commission of, of divination. Therefore, please come at once. Curse these people for me, for they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed, and him whom you curse is cursed. That is Balak sending for Balaam. Curse the children of Israel. So divination is about cursing. Deuteronomy 18.14 speaks with regards to that also. Yo, yeah. Yeah, Racheka. And uh, also Numbers 23, verse 23. For there is no sorcery against Jacob, no divination against Israel. I now must be, it now must be said of Jacob and of Israel. Oh, what God has done. Look at the people, look at people rises like a lioness. And lifts up like a lion. It shall not lie down until it devours the prey and drinks the blood of the slain. Here we see when God brings them out of Egypt, He has strength. Uh, uh, he has strength like a wild ox. Um, I am reading, um, sir. I'm reading Numbers, ne? Twenty-three, and I'm looking at twenty-two, twenty-three, and twenty-four. The verses there. divination that the children of Israel were able to stand up against when they were coming out of Egypt, out of slavery. Amazing there. And uh, it is words that curse, words that bind, words that accuse, words that arrest, words that, uses, that use tides of evil against people. That's divination. Wow. 24 verse 1, chapter 24 verse 1. Now when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not go as at other times to seek to use sorcery. But he set his face towards the wilderness. And Balaam raised his eyes and saw Israel encamped according to their tribes. And the Spirit of God came upon him. Then he took up his oracle and said, The utterance of Balaam the son of Beor, the utterance of the man whose eyes are opened. The utterance of him who hears the words of God, who sees the vision of the Almighty, who falls down with eyes open. How lovely are your tents, O Jacob, your dwellings, O Israel, like valleys that stretch out. He's supposed to curse. Divination implies speaking everything that is against the glad tidings of God. Something that is totally not in the word, which is not in the prophecy. We're looking into that. We trust God is doing you good, blessing you so much in a mighty way. We are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope, faith and love on 657 AM. If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za Did you know you can order your favorite Radio Pulpit programs on CD so that you can listen to them whenever you like? 
Contact our friendly client services department now to place your order. You will find them on 012-334-1200-657 AM, your daily companion. Give your faith wings. Explore life with 657 AM. 657 AM radio pulpit coming to you. We are talking about divination and necromancy, consulting the dead and also obtaining secret knowledge, especially of the future, in a pagan counterpart manner. Mm. What comes to mind about uh, divination? We'll we'll get we'll get yeah. to magic, we'll get to necromancy. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, thank you, my brother. Um, <clears throat> if we <clears throat> look at that word and 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 indeed seek to 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 find the 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 meaning there. Hmm. First of all, I, I want to say when you go to the scriptures. Uh, the the Greek meaning of of I mean the Greek word which is used for divination is manteia. Mm. So it is also there in they talk about it in in, in the New Testament. Uh, we will we will get to it uh, uh, a little later, um, but. One just wants to say what is the meaning mm. thereof. Uh, it it is <clears throat> it is the practice of seeking knowledge of the future, mm. and that's where prediction comes in, or seeking knowledge of the unknown by supernatural means. Uh, not by just uh, natural means, but by supernatural means. And with divination, you have things like augury. Augury is a, a, a sign of what will happen in the future, or the interpretation of omens. Now, what are omens? An omen is an event regarded as a portent of good or evil. And an omen also can be said it's of prophetic significance. Now, what is a portent? Because when they describe omen, they say portent. A portent is a moment, a, a momentous, sorry, a momentous, which means a good, a momentous or calamitous event as is likely to happen. So in other words, when a person is looking for an omen, or they are interpreting an omen, they are interpreting uh, an event that an, a certain event is likely to happen, which is either very good for the person who, is, who they are interpreting it for, or it's going to be a calamitous uh, uh, event. Mm-hmm. And this practice, this practice by people of wanting to know what they don't know or to to have, to understand what is coming in the future and not getting it by natural means, but by getting it through uh, supernatural means is, is in, in essence, divination. And when and and before I go into the 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 examples thereof, I want to read in Ecclesiastes chapter one, verse nine and ten. It says, "That which has been is what will be; that which is done is that is what will be done." And there is nothing new or brand new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said, see, this is brand new. It has already been in ancient times before us. In other words, I, I, I think as we are discussing right through 
there is a need to keep at the back of our minds that there is nothing brand new. Mm. It has happened before uh, under the sun, and the, 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 the emphasis is under the sun. Now, why am I saying that? Because if you go to the Word of God, we'll see that from a long time back, mm. these things were happening, and they are happening even today. So it's not new things. It's not brand new things. It's things which have been happening because people are seeking to know what they don't know. And they are seeking to know it by natural means. Now, having said that, uh, Muruti, in, in going back to the Word of God, we find that before God gave the nation of Israel a covenant, People were still seeking to know what is um, uh, 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 in the future. And when we look at the scriptures, we see that this was left with kings. It was an authority of kings to seek what is in the future. And I could even go as far as saying it is a God-given authority mm. under the sun. I want to add, uh, uh, again uh, highlight the fact that under the sun, not under the law, not under grace. Mm. Because under the sun is everybody, everybody, whatever they are, wherever they are. And if they have not migrated to be under the law, which is the covenant which uh, God cut with Moses and Israel, or they have not, since Christ came, migrated directly into the fresh covenant, which is the covenant under grace, they are still under the sun. So that's, that's why when you look at the people under the sun, how they operate, we find that they were given an authority that under the king, there could be divination. Mm. Uh, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 10 says this, and I'm reading it. Divination is on the lips of the king. His mouth must not transgress in judgment. And when I studied this with, I found that that with divination in this place is not the same as divination in other places. Mm, mm, it's only mm. three. It's only three scriptures where you have this with, uh, which in English we say divination. Actually, it, 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 it has to do with seeking what you do not know, mm. not trying to predict the future. Mm. Uh, it's here, it's in Ezekiel chapter 21, verse 22. It's also in Numbers 22, verse 7. Those are the only three places where this word, uh, 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 which now we will call divination, uh, but it's almost like it's a good divination, if I can put it that way. Um, it's given to king. And then there is another scripture which uh, supports this. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 2. It says, it is the glory of God to conceal a word or a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. So... It seems in, in, it, this thing has come down through the ages, and they understood it. That is why you would find around kings there would be people who are wise people who, who actually have to tell a king if he has dreamt, what does that mean? Mm. But of course, not uh, uh, working correctly because of the original sin. The devil would always come in here and use that for his uh, uh, purposes. Now, I'm, I'm going to uh, uh, close this first example by just making an allusion quickly. Pharaoh uh, dreamt, in, in, and you read from uh, 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 
Genesis chapter 44, but I will read from uh, Genesis chapter 41. Pharaoh dreamt, and what we see that when he dreamt, he was seeking from those that were around him who were supposed to actually do that, this divination of telling him what does this dream mean. And he ends up with uh, his uh, cabera uh, uh, telling him that uh, uh, Joseph is able to do that. In verse uh, uh, 8 of Genesis chapter 41, it says, Now it came to pass in the morning that this, his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. And Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them for him, for Pharaoh. Mm. And then verse 15 and 16, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, I've had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. But I've heard it is said of you that you understand the dream to interpret it. Now, verse 16, very significant. So Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And when we take what you were reading, uh, chapter 44, that now we are seeing that he used to use the cup to divine God's will, what God is saying. But in verse 41, verse 16, he makes it very clear. And this is the first time that Pharaoh hears this, that it's not in these guys who have been put, who are around him to divine. It is actually God who gives the interpretation. Mm. So that's the first time he understood it. And, and you'll see when, when Pharaoh starts to talk to Joseph, he talks to him as the one who has the spirit of God in him. Mm. And then it also we see this, and we, we, we should know that it is with kings that are outside of Israel. They are under the sun. Nebuchadnezzar, in his court, he had people who would divine for him. Mm. Now he gets to meet the people who serve the true God. And Daniel explains a dream for him in, in uh, Daniel chapter 2. And from verse 24 and 28, we hear there, maybe I should read it so that at least these things are not similar, like one is just saying one's own opinion. Uh, in, in Daniel chapter 2, from verse 24 to 28, this is what we hear. Therefore Daniel went to Ariok, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus, do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king, and I will tell the king the interpretation. Then Ariok quickly brought Daniel before the king and said thus to him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, are you able to make known to me the dream which I've seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your uh, bed were these. And he started to explain to him that. Now, I am saying this is the only, this is the only example which, is, which has to link with kings where divination was tolerated, if one could say that, by, by the Lord, because he was taking us all the world, all the earth, to where we could understand that the future is known by God. Mm. And it is God who predicts, not human beings, not other uh, uh, sources. Mm. And that is why now when we talk to divination with all these things 
of omens and what have you, God was revealing that that is not where people should go. They should go to the Lord. Balaam, who was a diviner, is called that way. Hmm. These guys approached him with a fee for a diviner. That is in uh, Numbers chapter 22, verse 7. Why? Because they knew if they go to a diviner, they must give the diviner a fee. And, and uh, because you can't come to the diviner without money. Hmm. Three, three times he went to... At the beginning, he was using his divination. And then you read for us earlier on yeah. that he realized that, uh-uh, God is not using these things which I use mm. for divining. Mm. He opens my eyes to really see. And there is a statement which is very powerful which you read, which is that there is no divination mm. in Israel. Mm. So God was taking humanity towards the understanding that he has just tolerated divination, but it, he doesn't want it. That is why in Israel, you read for us Deuteronomy chapter 18, where God was stipulating everything, looking for omens, this and that, and that, and that. And he was saying, those things you must not do in Israel. You must come to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, we are living post uh, that covenant. We are now having a third covenant, which he the fresh covenant, the new covenant. And it does not matter we, whether we come out of Israel or we come out of other nations. Once we have come into the fresh covenant, no divination. Mm -hmm. Paul was preaching the gospel. He came to a place, a woman that had the spirit of divination mm. was telling the people, these are men from God. Yes. They are preaching salvation. Is there anything wrong, wrong in this statement? No. But there is something wrong in the spirit which is speaking. Mm. It is the spirit of divination. So what did Paul do? He commanded the spirit to leave that woman. Yeah. And from that day she could not divine. And that was a problem. It actually landed Paul in, 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 in prison. Now, in conclusion of what I was saying is this. Today, those that call themselves uh, children of God, ourselves, we have opened the doors to those old demonic spirits of divination to come back. Mm, mm, mm. We are holding sessions where people come to see us I, 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 I got to come to the prophet and see the prophet. And hey, you can't come to the prophet without uh, a gift. And they even tell you what is the gift. It's 7,000. You must bring 7,000 rent there. Mm. That is what the people were doing towards Balaam. And God himself revealed to Balaam that is not the root. Mm. And that was under the sun. It was not even under the law. Now, under grace, the Holy Spirit, God himself, is here. We don't need divination. We need to be guided. As, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Hallelujah. And, uh, of course, if you just joined us, welcome to it. We are talking about divination, what it is even all about, and also necromancy. And uh, I think we will start with divination and really dwell on it quite deeply. Divination has become something that many have allowed into their churches. Check it out, into their churches. And uh, some have established churches of divination in the guise of Christianity, uh, if it is a guise at all. You know, and uh, have gone to an, uh, uh, you know, um, have gone also uh, to the latitude of actually justifying this because of the large following they have. They are called papas, they are called mamas, they are called all those kinds of things. Man, if you can hear them talking on TV, on radio, you'll be shocked. 
Divination is spoken of as the opposite of prophecy. Uh, in other words, it is something that is a lie because it's spoken of as a counterpart. A counterpart. I want to go to Deuteronomy 18, verse 10 and verse 14. Uh, then I'll give to you, man of God. You know, uh, this very aspect of it also is to look into this. Uh, chapter 18, uh, if you look into uh, verses 10 and verse 14, Deuteronomy 18, uh, verse 10 says, okay, all right, uh, okay. It is described as a wicked custom of some people. Uh, verse 9, I'll go even to verse 10. When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire. Or one who practices witchcraft. Or a soothsayer. Or one who interprets omens or as a sorcerer. Or one who conjures spells or a medium. Someone who consulted it. Or a spiritist. Sangom. Or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of this abomination, the Lord your God drives them out before you. You shall be blameless before God. For these nations which you will dispossess, listen to the soothsayers and, design, and diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed you, has not appointed such for you. Don't we see these things in the churches these days? The abominations. When someone gives their daughters, now people give their daughters to these prophets so that they should train them or they minister with them. They go around the country with them. A married man just goes around with five girls. They sleep in the same house. They massage him and all those things. They take selfies and all. And one who practices witchcraft, here's another thing, the aspect of witchcraft just like we saw last week. Or a soothsayer, a liar. Hey, politicians can speak soothly. Or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer. One who conjures spells or a medium or a spiritist. Yeah. Or one who calls up the dead. For all those who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out before you. Divinations described even more clearly here. We see witchcraft, we see sorcery, we see spiritism, the conjuring of spells, interpretings of uh, omens, soothsaying, hmm? fire, fire, fire! What comes to mind, Professor? Uh, thank you very much for the question. Uh, I know that uh, Muruti Muraki has said quite a lot, mm. but we're going just to say something as well, just to add on whatever has been said. Mm. Uh, as well as you know, uh, divination has everything to do with the seeking knowledge of the future as we uh, define it, and also unknown uh, by um, spiritual means. Uh, you see that uh, divination is just, uh, uh, especially nowadays, uh, we're having a very difficult, I mean, uh, some difficulties to to discern or to differentiate uh, divination and prophecy. Why? Because uh, these two uh, have a, um, a possibility or the power to speak about the future. They can speak about the future, and then uh, they can explain the future as well. And based on that, it's becoming a bit of a difficulty to to know which one is prophesying, which one is uh, um, uh, giving a divination. Now, uh, you realize, as I mean, from the example that Samuraka uh, uh, gave, divination did not start today. These are things that started a long time ago. Why? Because uh, you need to remember, 
uh, before uh, God had to choose himself a people. Uh, people also were living under other God, and they had what you call uh, uh, a way of, uh, of knowing the future. Mm. They had to spend time uh, with the uh, supernatural power that will reveal to them the future. And that was the way for them to lead. That's why you see in the Bible, we have uh, uh, people like my, we have like magician in a, in a way. We have, uh, I mean, uh, uh, fortune teller. We have different people that uh, uh, kings used to have in uh, in the court in order to have uh, uh, to explain whatsoever that they could receive as a dream, uh, as a, uh, any revelation. Then they had people could reveal it to them. Now, there's been an introduction of what you call a prophecy. A prophecy came when God had to choose himself a people, somehow, if you have to look at it, I mean, in a way. And then it's just becoming a bit clearer and clearer. When God speaks, then he will say, when it comes to my people, uh, you won't let yourself be led by uh, any other thing except me as your God. When we talk about the introduction of God, we see already from uh, uh, when God called Abraham, uh, when we put him aside, and then from Abraham we go to Isaac, from Isaac to Jacob, and then we see uh, the the whole process until uh, until the, child, the children of Jacob, and then uh, we come to Moses. You know, all this God was speaking already because from Abraham already, Abraham was a prophet. He was a person who was bringing the revelation. And when you look at Abraham, uh, his life, he almost I mean uh, uh, went through. He went wherever the Israelites had to go. Uh, he went ahead of them. He, he almost I mean, paved the, the way for them because he passed through wherever they had to pass through. They did not maybe sit, but uh, uh, he knew because he had to go through Canaan, he had to go through Egypt. He passed all those places until when they came, when, they, that, when the people of Israel came, they had to go through that as well. But already from Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, God was, or God was already putting a line now in between uh, divination and what? And uh, and uh, prophecy. That's what you see in the time of like Moses, when he was in front of, uh, in front of, I mean, of, uh, of, uh, of the, I mean, uh, Pharaoh. Pharaoh had to bring, I mean, his own uh, magician to work out something, to work out magic, and to produce things that were real, not something that was not real. He produced things that were real. But then Moses to, uh, had to bring a, 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 his, a, his rod that was more powerful in their road, and the road of Moses had to swallow. This was already showing that now what will be powerful, more powerful, sorry, whatever will work out now, it won't be the power of the enemies to be the, the power of God. And the power of God has, uh, has, uh, I mean, is more powerful than uh, whatever it goes on. Now, when you look at now these two, uh, because I'm trying to, to bring this across, I mean, a prophecy and a divination, just to help us in a way, uh, to understand, because today, uh, divination has come to our churches. Normally, divination could not even find a, 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 a way in the church because it, it, it does not have a source as God. Divination has a source as the uh, demonic powers. That's where divination comes from. Because uh, demonic powers, you have to remember, at one point we used to say that uh, uh, whatever that happened, uh, even the Bible says that, I mean, the prophecy is whatever that has been declared, but we need to remember, declared from the mouth of God. And it has to come to pass. Now, when something comes to pass, it does not mean necessarily that it's coming from the mouth of God. It could be that, I mean, uh, it came from the mouth of the enemy. Now, remember, uh, as we used to say before, we said that I mean, hey, any, anything that comes to pass is a prophecy from God. While it's not true, even the, something that is being said out, outside of God can also come to pass. That's mm. what we saw, like a magician from Egypt. They could perform miracles. Things could be seen. Not only that, the Bible is talking to us about in the latter days, the devil himself, the enemy, the devil, will do what? Mm. Will bring the fire from heaven. The fire will come down. These, are, these will be things that will be real. And then from there, already we cannot stand on uh, whatever we see as uh, God has spoken, or whatever we see as I mean, the, the fulfillment of the prophecy. Mm. That's where the Bible now comes and says we need to discern. In the book of First Thessalonians, says we need to do what examine everything. Why do we do an exam? Because somehow there must be something, some introduction. In the book of First uh, John, the Bible is talking about, I mean, the, the teachings of demons that will come in in the church, and already it's kind of now telling us that you need to be very careful when it comes to uh, divination and when it comes to the, to, to, to I mean to uh, to prophecy. 
divination has uh, it comes to us in a such a beautiful way nowadays, especially nowadays. It speaks about things that when you look at them, you say, "Wow, this is what God. This is God speaking." Mm. While in the instance, it's not God speaking; it's the enemy speaking. Mm. Now, for us to dis- to discover to see where divination is operating, where the, the, you know, the prophet is working, you see when it comes to divination, there is uh, more of uh, 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 of self, more of flesh, more of I mean of uh, uh, trying to to, to to glorify self. Mm. We see they talk about we talk about uh, a person, the person who speak about himself more than God. You say, I am the I am the mouth, the authorized mouth of God, as they always say themselves. If I don't speak, nobody can nobody will speak. I am the only person that God speaks to. When people are talking that way, you know already their source might not be the source of God. But they stand in front of us with the Bible, but they speak and the the things that they say, they look real and they can even come to pass. But while the source is not from God. Murut um, Muraki gave an example of that woman who was I mean, uh, shouting behind Paul. She said the truth. What she said, it was the truth. She did not lie. Mm. But you know, one could say, oh, thank you very much. We could, app- we could applaud and say, hey, you know, I, at least I mean, I, I'm known. I mean, God knows that I'm, I'm this. But Paul did not pay attention to what she said. Paul paid attention to the source of where that came from. And that's why he rebuked that. One could say, why are you rebuking a good thing? Why are you rebuking a, a good spirit that, I mean, sorry, a good word that is coming? But the problem is not the good word, but the problem is the source of that good word. Mm. You know, that's why now we need to be very careful to be uh, conscious about what is going on nowadays. You see a lot of uh, Sangomas, a lot of uh, sorcerers, a lot of, I mean, uh, fortune tellers have entered the church. They've made the church to become a place whereby uh, they can do the, they can merchandise, they can do anything. Muruti Muraki says something about people paying money. It's exactly what used to happen with that. It's exactly what happened to the fortune teller. If you go to a fortune teller, you need to pay money for, you to, to, for him to receive you. But it's happening in the church. And then you know what? They painted it very well. They put it in a very good package. They say, you know what? You cannot go and see a man of God empty-handed. They bring that scripture. But what is not, that scripture has nothing to do with uh, going and see a fortune teller. When you go to meet God, and that is, and also we forget one thing: we bring, uh, we, we 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 paint it in a good way by using the Old Testament. The Old Testament is now start becoming a bit more, a bit uh, a bit of I mean, uh, it's no longer a shadow, but it's becoming a reality. While the Old Testament is a shadow of a New Testament, it's not supposed to be standing today. It's supposed to be working with the New Covenant. And make the old covenants almost, I mean, uh, uh, disappeared in a way, if I might put it that way. But you see today, if you want to justify anything, you see a lot of, I mean, uh, uh, scriptures of the Old Testament are coming to the fore in order to, to bring up something and say, hey, that's what the Bible says, and they need to follow. Now, I always say this, whatever that the Old Testament says, if it will be repeated in the, old, the New Testament, as we know, Jesus God did not come to, uh, to, to, I mean, to nullify uh, or to, 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 I mean, to, to condemn or to remove the Old Testament, but he came so that I mean, the Old Testament may, may be fulfilled in him. Then, when it's fulfilled in him, then we need to understand what did Jesus Christ do? Did he allow divination? Did he allow something like, I mean, you coming to him and give money for him to talk to, I mean, for you, for you to talk to him? We don't see that anywhere, whereby Jesus Christ was sitting in one place and people were coming and put money down and say, man of God, I want to hear from you. No such a thing. But why are we today doing that? that? Because somehow we are trying to, to, to justify whatever we're doing by bringing a, a word that sounds like a prophecy, that sounds like the truth, what in essence is not the truth at all. Now, you've mentioned a few things here, when, if I, I might not go through all those scriptures, but when you see them in the Deuteronomy the, the, the I mean, uh, 18 that you've just given, mm. when the, the Bible is speaking about, I mean, very clearly, says, when you come into the land which the Lord has given, that means when you come to the place where God is revered, when you come to the place where God is worshipped, what do you do? Do not let any other practices, nothing whatsoever, hey. that might come from, from whatever you do. There you only worship God, there you only listen from God, not from any other thing. But today, as I painted already, so today when you go into the, uh, the, the church, we enter into a place whereby whatever that is said there, whatever that people do, they are practicing, you see that it is I mean, almost 
what I used to happen in the Old Testament, what you what used to happen in, when it comes to divination. You see a man of God coming to the church with a with a stick, coming with a, with a stick in the church, and you find it normal. You say, no, it's, I mean, Moses also had a stick, but did you, did you see Jesus Christ with a stick? Not at all. But people allow their men of God to bring the stick in the church, mm. and they sometimes lift that stick while they are praying for people. And you ask yourself a question, what is really going on? You know, and as we said last week, I want to end on that. We talked about, I mean, uh, we talked about, um, uh, how do you call it? Uh, idolatry. And we know divination and idolatry, they go hand in hand. Mm. They run together. Because when you, when, when you, you, fall, when you fall into a divination, you're falling under said, another power that is not the power of God. You're falling under something that is not of God. Then you start worshipping something else. The moment you start worshipping something else, you are just, I mean, you become an uh, idolater. That's exactly what happened. We found a lot of people today, they are worshipping their men of God. They are worshipping their, their leaders. They are worshipping their, 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 whatever that they can see in front of them. With some people, they will tell you, if I pray, if I don't use, I, I don't use my, the picture of my pastor, uh, God won't hear me. That is divination already. That is uh, making you being, uh, I mean, uh, falling into idolatry. And it's exactly what, I mean, uh, the devil has brought to the church. And it's giving something. You pray, and whatever that you, you, you are using, your, actually, you are using your, 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 your pastor's picture, you put under your, I mean, uh, your, your pillow. And then at night, you, you see him coming to you and speaking to you. You say, God has come to me, and he has used my pastor as an angel. It's not that. It's, your pastor is not an angel. Your pastor is just a human being like you. He cannot come to you as an angel because he has never been an angel. And what happened is he has come to you as, uh, I mean, someone that has been sent by the enemy, the devil to come and give a message to you. And that message could be real. You could even follow, follow it. But at the, at the end of the day, your pastor cannot be coming a, an instrument that God will be using to come and speak to you. Why can't God speak to you directly? Mm. You must use the pastor. And then all this, because somehow we put the, uh, the pastor's picture under, under our pillow, uh, sometimes we work with the pastor's picture in our Bible, we put it on, on, on the fridge and everyone can put it. And then we start doing some uh, incantations we start doing some prayers, some uh, observation, I mean, some uh, uh, observance. I mean, we start standing in front of that picture. I want to see the God of my, of my pastor or the God or whatever. And then that God of your pastor might reveal himself to you in a night vision, whatever, in the mm-hmm. form of your pastor. Yeah, and yeah. then you say, you say that, I mean, it's my pastor, I mean, God is speaking to me. It's exactly what is going on now. The divination is something very deadly, very yeah. dangerous, that comes next to us, and it's destroying the very of listening to God and start listening to other things. You know, coming to think of that, you know, when people say, I can see, you know, spirits of people getting into me, it's like they're having sex with her and all those kind of things, quite sad. Because you see divination right there. A spirit that possesses people and people give into it and they think it's prophetic. They think it's something dynamic and powerful. Yeah. And they don't realize that it's actually the spirit of the devil, yeah. you know, um, that does whatever it is that is doing in them. People should be careful. You can give us a shout. Talk to us directly there. Zero one two triple three eight six nine nine. We are talking about divination, what it is even all about. And, uh, of course, we are supposed to talk about necromancy, but it looks like we will take part two of this next week. So that we yeah. can give justice to this and really talk about this into detail. Yeah. Now, you can give us a shout, talk to us directly there, 12 and ask questions. You know, uh, and the question that I would ask and the question that I was asking was, when is it prophecy and when is it divination? And the pastors are really going quite well in answering that. If you can listen to their descriptions, you can be able to draw the line. When is it prophecy and when is it divination? And what is it that divination does to you? We're taking your calls. Let's hear what you say. 012 If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 67 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za Reach your customers in the car, at the office, at home or wherever they are, night or day. 
Through advertising with Radio Pulpit, you can reach a large, unique and loyal audience in a most affordable way. With over 500,000 people on our various platforms, from Gauteng to the Cape, you simply cannot go wrong. So advertise today. Contact us on 012-334-1339 or for advertising packages that we offer, go to www.radiopulpit.co.za. Terms and conditions apply. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.